In our current series, we are walking through the Psalms, focusing not only on what they say, but also on how they are an expression of worship. We're noting how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who He is and what He has done. We point out the greatness of God and recognize His faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we praise God, learn of Him, and celebrate His goodness. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms 30. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. I am Kim Miller alongside Erica Close. Hello, everybody. And we are going to dive into Psalms chapter 31. Erica, would you open with prayer and then begin reading the Psalms for us? Sure. Our kind and most gracious, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you, Lord, for the gift of your word, and I thank you, Lord, that your word that was penned so many thousands of years ago, Lord, still applies to our lives today. I thank you, Lord, that you tell us that if we seek you and we pray that you will allow us to have the understanding that we need to see what the scripture means for each and every one of us. I thank you, Lord, that we can approach the scriptures with the confidence of knowing that you will tell us what it is that we need to see as we read. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to just be with us in this, uh, this podcast. I ask, Lord, that you would be with all those that are listening and that they would hear what you are saying and what you've chosen exactly for them to hear as you do the same for each of us. Lord, I pray that you would just take this scripture and that you would just bring it alive to us. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for inspiring all those that, that wrote the scripture that we are so blessed to have. We thank you, Lord, that it's living and it's breathing and it's life-giving. And I just ask, Lord, that you would have all of us, Lord, as we come and we approach this psalm, to leave differently than we came. Lord, we thank you, and we love you, and we praise you. And in your name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. All right, as we begin to uh, look at Psalms 31, Erica's going to read verses 1 through 12. All right, Psalm 31. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. 
Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. I have hated them, them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities, and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief, and my years with sighing, because my strength faileth because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear to mine acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. As we begin to look at these verses, we see how David is really giving you a picture of his brokenness. Because we're going to see when he flips in the rest of this, how he puts his confidence in God. And I think it's incredibly important that we look at some of the stuff he says. First of all, he says, I put my trust in you. As we begin to learn about David and we begin to see his qualities, the one thing we know is that David trusts God. Right, he declares it there. Right, he declares that he trusts the Lord. I mean, even in bad times, He's all in. Exactly. And, he's, and he says, you know, let me never be ashamed. He's declaring his trust, and he's declaring that he's not going to be ashamed of and, the fact that he's following the Lord. And I love that, that he asked him to deliver him speedily. You know, sometimes I, I, I know the Lord must laugh at my request. I mean, I get myself in some kind of jam, and I want it now, like right now. And there are a lot of times that that can't happen. But David shows me, hey, it's okay to want out of this mess, even if you've caused it yourself, in a hurry. And he asked him to do it speedily. But here's where he begins to tell us about his trust. He doesn't just say, oh, Lord, I put my trust in you. He tells us about it. Right. He asks for deliverance, and then he tells us about his relationship with the Lord. Right. He's asking for the deliverance. Right. Because of the relationship he has with God. And he explains that, you know, that, that he is, is his defense. You know, he says, for a house of defense to save me. David is very clear on, on who God is. He says that he's his rock and his fortress. And he tells us that, you know, for his name's sake and God me, you know, Lord, for you. For who you are. I know who you are. And I know what you do. And I trust you. Lord, do basically what you're famous for. Right, because he says, like, and with every sort of request I has, he declares what he knows to be true about the Lord. Like in verse 4, pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. Right. When we think for us, when we think about, you know, that somebody has, you know, set a trap for us, we're all, we generally in our lives are talking metaphorically. This could be very literal for David. I mean, somebody could literally set a trap for him, right? To, to capture him in, in, in a war, like in a battle or something. But, you know, he's saying, pull me out of the net, the trap that people have laid for me, for thou art my strength. Every request has a declaration. And I love that if we stop and think for just a moment, the devil 
is always laying snares. Mm-hmm. And we have in Ephesians 6 the recipe for us to armor, put on the armor of God to defend ourselves from the wiles of the devil. But he's saying right here, listen, you know, he, he's clear. He's like, pull me out of the nets because you are my strength. You know, he didn't have the armor of God in Ephesians 6 to read and know. The Holy Spirit also did not dwell inside of David because he didn't come till after Jesus. And so we're sitting here listening to a man that says, you are my strength without the presence of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We as Christians today have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, to comfort us, to teach us, to instruct us, to help us. And we still ignore it. It, that's fascinating because if you look at verse five, he says, "Into thine hand I commit my spirit; thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth." Amen. David was completely confident in who God was, and yet David likely had to continually commit his spirit to the Lord because he didn't have the Holy Spirit sitting in him with his spirit. Right? I mean, our spirit gets to sit in our hearts with the presence of the Holy Spirit. David had to sort of recommit his spirit each time to the Lord and declare his confidence. How much more than should we, can we be confident? Because the Holy Spirit himself is sitting right next to me in my heart with my spirit. Absolutely. And I love as he moves forward, he says, he's hated them that regarded lying and vanities, but I trust in the Lord. In other words, all these big puffed up, educated, whatever people saying this and saying that, that doesn't turn out to be true. He didn't put his trust in them, in the wisest of men. No, he puts his trust in the Lord. He says, he's going to rejoice for the mercy. And then listen to what he says in seven. He says, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul. In adversities. You knew me when I was at my worst, and you considered me, or you concerned me. And he says, you didn't shut up your mercy. You didn't, you know, you didn't shut me up into the hand of the enemy. You gave me a broad place to stay. So he didn't hide him away, or shut him up, or give him to the enemy. He let him flourish in this broad room, in this broad place. And he says, have mercy on me, for I'm in trouble. Right, because he, so he declares all, I think this is such a model for prayer, right? Because David comes to the Lord and he declares his confidence. He declares of what the Lord has done. He declares who God is. He says all of that. And then he says, Lord, I'm in trouble. Right, he says, you've, you've set me in this broad place. You didn't give me over to my enemies. He says, you know, I'm in trouble. You know, his eyes, what he can do can't get himself. He's too, he's not able to do it. And his, his, between his thoughts, his mind, his body, he's incapable. Right, he's in grief. It says he has grief in his soul and in his belly. He says his life has had a lot of grief. And we know it, it likely did. Right? He's, he's sighing from grief. His strength is failing. Because of what he says. He says, my strength faileth because of mine iniquity. Mm-hmm. I've sinned. He's in front of almighty God, whom he loves and he trusts. And he's just being real. Yeah. When's the last time 
you were just real in front of the Lord. That's a repentant heart. Like, I get who you are, God. I know what you've done for me. And I know I'm undeserving, and I know what I have done. I have sinned in front of you, Lord. He says he was a reproach among his enemies, but especially among his neighbors. Right? We know, we we know about the sin of David, right? Right. And David, you know, we talk about David. You know, David was king. You know, the fact that David's sins are written down means everybody knew his sin. I right. Mean, he he was lived a out very loud. public life, and so he knew. And you know, he's it, it's. Praise God, right? Not all my sin is public, right? Praise God when I sin, it's often the Lord only who knows. Because he, he was living this out in, in front of many people. So in these first 12 verses, when we get to this end of 12, he's broken. Yeah. He's a broken vessel. And so I'm going to pick up in verse 13 and read out through 24. And he says, For I have heard the slander of many, fear was on every side, while they took counsel together against me, they devised to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord, I said, thou art my God. My times are in thy hands, deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, save me from thy mercy for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed and let him be silent in the grave. I have to stop there. What <laughs> guts. This is a man who knew God and had a relationship with him because what he's saying is he's heard all the things that people are saying about him. He's had fear all over the place. He realizes that people are trying to take away his life. But he says, I've trusted in you. You are my God. He says, I get it. My life and what happens to me is in your hands. Deliver me from them. Then he says, make your face to shine upon me. Give me favor. Save me for your sake. Because I have said you are God. I have spoken you in the things. I have trusted you. I have proclaimed your greatness. Save me for your sake. Don't let me be ashamed. Because I've called on you. I've brought in, as they say, the big guns. I've brought in you, Lord, and I have trusted you with all of my heart and soul. He's not daring him. He's not making him a puppet on a string. He is literally saying, I have proclaimed you. Do what you are famous for. Show up and let him see this God that I trust, this God that I love, this God that I serve, the character of God that I know, this person that I am proclaiming all through the world. Let them know who you are. Come and show. Don't let me be ashamed. Now that's guts. That's huge. But that is also a relationship. Mm -hmm. See, David was a man after God's own heart. That wasn't the first conversation David had had with him. No. That wasn't the first conversation David had had with him that sounded like this. (laughs) This wasn't the first time that David had stood his ground. Yeah, David made mistakes. He did a lot of horrible things. But his heart was always after the Lord, and he repented. And poor David, he would get over that and then hit another one. I mean, he truly would repent, and then he would mess something else up. But David put his trust in God. It's amazing the love he had for him. 
Verse 18 says, Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Lord, come and show up. And let all the things they say about those who follow you, those who love you, those who know you, those who have a real relationship, show them it's a lie. And then he says in verse 19, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. I love that, that the goodness is set before the sons of men. It makes me think like the 23rd Psalm where you prepare a table, you know, in, in the, the presence, presence of, of my enemies. enemies, right? Like the, he's, he's, his goodness, God's goodness is declared and demonstrated in the face of those who don't believe. I love, I love it. I love it. And then he says, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. That says to me, in his deepest, darkest moment, he was like, God, where are you? He trusted him, but he couldn't see him. And again, he didn't have the Holy Spirit indwelling in him. He couldn't see him. And he's like, where are you? I love that it says, in my haste, because in my haste makes me think it's like, he didn't think it through. Right, and it's, the, and it's that, that immediate, very earthly response. Right, like in my haste, like in the very first thing, the, in my, you know, very human, oh no. Right, in yourself. Yes. And then he says, Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. I mean, in those last two verses, he says, love the Lord. Love him, all you that know him. Love him, because when you are faithful, he's going to reward the person who is proud to call themselves a child of God. Right, that's good pride there, right? That is that's, a, that's that godly is, pride. That is godly pride, a proud doer. A proud doer of the word of God, a proud doer of his will, of his commandments. He is saying, stand your ground and be proud in it, because God preserves the faithful. He'll shut the mouths of lions. He declares what we need to do, right? He makes this declaration here of what all those that hope in the Lord need to do. They need to, you know, love the Lord, to to claim his courage, to take courage, to know that he's going to strengthen his hearts. Just as much as the very beginning of that psalm, he declares his own trust in the Lord. Then it's like he flips it and he's saying, and all you out there, right? Everybody love the Lord. Oh, Erica, this has been a tremendous song. And I hope that uh, we have more time to talk you and I afterwards. But I want to leave you with the 24th verse of this 31st Psalm again. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Remember, Jesus loves you. You are loved. 
Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Happy girl.